listening to Pangea, the show where global and social collide. I'm Jacqueline Schiff. Today, um, I talk to Global Post's breaking news and social media editor, Hannah Ingber, uh, to get the skinny behind Global Post's interesting new Twitter series. Uh, you might have seen this. Um, you might have actually seen me tweeting about this. It certainly caught my eye. Um, each Friday, uh, the Global Post account is uh, basically being guest hosted by a different international correspondent. Uh, the series kicked off uh, recently with Patrick Wynn, Global Post senior correspondent in Southeast Asia, who posted pictures and recorded observations uh, while visiting um, a slum area in Bangkok. Um, and um, it was it was really pretty neat, uh, very uh, you know interactive, and certainly gave the account a different dimension um, while he was doing it. So, what are they doing at Global Post behind the scenes, um, you know, to make uh, to make the series work, and what lessons have they learned uh, so far? We discuss it all in the interview. Uh, two things to to listen for. Um, uh, so first, you know, Hannah um, gives us a, a preview of what's coming up over the next few weeks, which I think you'll find uh, interesting. Uh, you know, where uh, which correspondents um, are going to be um, leading the series um, over the next couple of weeks, but also um, I think you'll find uh, just some of her thoughts on you know what they're changing going forward and how they're altering it. Um, helpful uh, when considering your own Twitter strategy or your organization's Twitter strategy. Obviously, a lot of people uh, listening uh, have international audiences or international people they're working with. So um, this approach is very relevant from that perspective. But also, you'll hear that at one point, uh, Hannah, um, you know, calls for suggestions from you. And, um, you know, we both invite you to uh, leave that in the comments, but basically you'll hear this is a, a really new series at this point, and they'd love to hear from people about which correspondence they'd like to see, um, you know, managing the Twitter account uh, or which areas of the world um, you'd uh, like to uh, see covered. So feel free to weigh in, and as always, I'd love your thoughts on... Um, on this interview and if you found it helpful and uh, what you'd like to see more of. So without further ado, here's the interview with Hannah. I hope you enjoy. So hi, Hannah. Thanks uh, for joining me. Um, and if people hear an interesting sound, can you tell us what that is? <laughs> We have a, a couple kittens in the newsroom today, so I, I hope you don't mind their squeaking in the background. Uh, right, and and I think if people, uh, well, we're recording this on uh, Friday, August twenty fourth, but if people were following uh, some of the Global Post folks, I see there's a lot of excite, excited tweets about them being in the office today. <laughs> yes, they are uh, quite the excitement. We've had chocolate in the office today. We've had kittens. We've had cookies. And we have some Gangnam style dancing um, for the uh, the big South Korean video that's been um, all over. Um, so it's it's been quite the Friday at Global Post. Uh, yeah, it, it sounds interesting. Well, um, I'm guessing that this is not 
a, a typical day, but for people <laughs> who are just um, kind of hearing, you know, what uh, you and, and meeting you, what's uh, what's a typical day being uh, Global Post's breaking news and social media editor? Um, great. Well, um, we're always trying to keep up. <laughs> There's always a lot happening um, around the world, and what we're trying to do is figure out what's happening um, and then cover it in a way that in, helps readers make sense of the news and, and make sense of what's happening mostly outside the U.S., um, since that's what we focus on. Um, and then we'll also try to take U.S. stories and, and bring a global angle to them, such as when Paul Ryan was chosen to be Romney's vice president, we looked at his foreign policy um, experience and background. Um, so in general, we're always following the news as closely as we can and then finding ways that we can add value um, whether or not it's bringing more voices from the field, from our correspondents, or doing roundups, or uh, looking on Twitter and Facebook, seeing what other people are saying. Um, again, always trying to, to add value to what's happening that day. Um, and then doing that, we're, while doing that, we're also, of course, using um, all the different social media platforms we can to be engaging with our audience. Absolutely. And so how big is... Um uh, the, the social team at Global Post, um, how many people are devoted to social media full-time? Well, we have three full-time people who are breaking news and social media, um, including myself. And then we have a team of about 22 part-time writers who are really focused on, on writing um, breaking news content. And they also help with the social media strategy in terms of um, tweeting their own stories, um, looking on social media for story ideas, coming up with um, good ideas and, and helping with our strategy. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess increasingly social media is, you know, becoming everyone's job uh, to some extent. <laughs> um, mm -hmm, definitely. But let's talk about this this really interesting series. Um, so you started the, the Friday in Twitter series last week. Um, what do you think the initiative offers uh, Global Post followers? Well, we started it because we're always trying to have a conversational tone on Twitter and always trying to be personal and engaging. Um, and that's really easy to do when you're a person. Um, from my own Twitter handle, at, at Hannah Ingbert, it's easy to have a voice because the voice is me. Um, and so our editors and our correspondents, they too have been able to find their voice on Twitter because they find they use the same voice most likely that they use in their writing or um, are just working as journalists. But it's harder when you're a brand to um, have a very personal voice and, and really connect with people um, and have this strong personality. And so we thought that uh, we would do the, the Friday In series as a way of bringing more conversational tone and more voices to the Global Post Twitter feed. Um, we, we have a huge following, which has been great. You know, we have over 40,000 people now following us on Twitter, and we've been using it really to disseminate our stories um, and also promote our correspondents and our editors. But this was a chance for us to do more than that and to really bring the voices that we have, which are, you know, our, our correspondents based all over the world, and bring their voices directly to our Twitter feed. And so the idea is that each week a different correspondent takes over the Twitter feed 
um, similar to how the Sweden Twitter feed is uh, was being taken over by a different citizen in Sweden and bringing his or her own unique experiences to the feed. Um, that's the idea of the Global Post feed. Um, for us, because, we again, we have these correspondents everywhere, we have this great advantage that our Twitter feed, one week can be based out of Bangkok and the next week can be based out of Cairo. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. And um, it's interesting what you say about wanting it to be more conversational. I definitely want to get to that later in the interview um, and ask, you know, if if that has been achieved. But I was, you know, I was wondering, uh, because obviously the Sweden uh, Twitter account has gotten a lot of um, coverage. Um, I guess earlier in June, there was a little bit of controversy when uh, one of the citizens who was manning it, um, you know, made some comments about, uh, about, about Jews. Um, are you worried that there's a risk of something like that happening um, when you, you know, give over the account temporarily to mm-hmm. someone else? We're not worried about it because, um, sorry, the kittens are being quite chatty. <laughs> They're going to go into another room. They, they also um, like the initiative, I guess. <laughs> yeah, big fans. Um, sorry about that. They, we're not worried about that because all of our correspondents are professional journalists. And so we have chosen them. You know, we've chosen them for having very strong news judgment and also very strong judgment on, on social media. Um, they know that they're representing Global Post when they're tweeting from their own personal handles and, of course, when they're tweeting from the Global Post account. Right, right. Well, and and how do you select... Um, you know, who's going to be tweeting. Uh, last week, the series kicked off in Bangkok uh, with senior correspondent Patrick Wynn. And and today, um, you know, they had the correspondent in Cairo tweeting. Is it a, a more of a location question or more of a correspondent question? Mm-hmm. Well, for the first few ones, um, we really thought about who are our correspondents who are most comfortable on Twitter who are really engaging when they're on Twitter, who use the platform in in the best way that they can, you know, really uh, not just sending out links to their own stuff, but also sending out links to other people's articles, um, talking to their followers, engaging with their followers, answering questions, um, writing tweets, not just about the stories they're writing, but also what they see on the street, what they're eating for dinner, um, who really are good at bringing a lot of local color and flavor to their own Twitter handles. And so we knew that they would be very capable of doing it for the Global Post handle. Um, and because we want to keep doing this every week, we thought it would be great to start with them and they could then be kind of models. You know, they could then um, do a great job and we can show other people what we're looking for based on, on what they do. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, have the how has the uh, concept been received by the correspondents? Um, are they generally excited to do it, um, or you know, have you had to work a little harder to get buy-in? Mm-hmm. They've been thrilled. Yeah, they've been really excited. With Patrick Wynn, our idea was not to create extra work for him. The idea was really to have him be tweeting about things he's already doing, you know, whether or not it's going out on an interview or or cooking up some Thai food for dinner or, you know, what is he doing in Bangkok on a daily basis? 
And he decided, he got really into the idea and so decided that he was going to take followers on a little tour as he went to this big wet market in, in Bangkok. And so, um, because he was excited about the idea, rather than just sit around in his apartment all day, <laughs> he thought he would um, offer this guided tour for the followers. Right. Um, yeah. And, and um, it's been cool also, like if you, if you miss it, um, you've put together a storify about it on global post. And I mean, some of his pictures were, were really awesome. I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did a great job with the photos. We weren't expecting that either. We thought he would just do a couple, but he ended up, you know, really having some great shots there that, that we were very happy with. Yeah. And so obviously the series is pretty new. You've just kind of wrapped up uh, the the second week of it, um, but so far, what what type of observations or, or lessons have you learned that you could um, that you could share? Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that we did differently from week one to week two, even, is we tried to think more about how can we be getting our, our followers to be co- interacting with the correspondent, um, and so. When Erin Cunningham was tweeting today from Cairo, she didn't just tweet about the protests in Cairo, and she didn't just upload her photos. She also encouraged people to be asking questions, and then she answered the questions, you know, in a timely way, mm-hmm. and put a lot of thought into it, and and tried to make the story more comprehensible for for people. And then that, of course, encouraged other people to be asking her questions. Um, so the big thing we learned was that the correspondent needs to put in some effort into really pulling questions out of people um, if they're not, if people aren't automatically asking them. Yeah, that, that, that's interesting, actually, because I, you know, when I was comparing sort of week one to week two, um, I definitely noticed that there seemed to be more um, uh, participation uh, this week. And I was wondering if you thought that that had anything to do with kind of the breaking news nature of, of the protests that she was, you know, following and covering and tweeting from. Definitely. Yeah, I think a huge part of it is that she was tweeting about protests in Tyler Square yeah. and that's been in the news now um, for a long time, and people are really interested in it. People are interested in the Muslim Brotherhood. They're interested right. in what's happening in Egypt. They're interested in what it feels like and looks like in, in Tahrir Square today, you know, full year and a half into this revolution. Um, so definitely the, the location and, and the event that she was tweeting about matters too. Yeah, absolutely. And so going into um, each week, what? how do you prep the correspondence? Um, like, what type of guidelines do you give them? Um, well, we we talk a, a ahead of time about where they're going to go and what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we talk about, um, in addition to what they're going to tweet about, how they're going to encourage this engagement. So, for example, what types of questions they should solicit. Um, you know, does Aaron want to be answering questions about Egyptian cuisine or about Egyptian politics or Egyptian history or culture? Um, and so that that's um, important. And then we also talk about photos, um, whether or not they're going to be using Instagram or another way of, of sending photos to the Twitter account. Um, and then we encourage them to have fun with it. Um, you know, the idea is that it should be um, enjoyable for them because we want them to keep coming back and doing more of it. Um, and it should be interesting to our readers. 
Um, and there's no question that people, I think that people um, really relate to what's happening on Twitter when it's done in a way that is just fluid and, and natural rather than something that's forced. Yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely true. Um, and so with that in mind, what what can... Um, you know, followers expect next. Do you um, do you have the next couple of weeks planned out? Um, are there any changes coming to to the series? Well, next week, Erin Conway Smith, who is our correspondent in South Africa, she's going to be traveling to Namibia, uh-huh. and she happens to be going on a safari that day. Um, and so we totally lucked out, and we're going to have a Friday in a safari in Namibia. Um, which awesome. we're thrilled about. Yeah, we can't wait. And she thinks she might even be able to spot a honey badger there. <laughs> so we are very excited. Um, and, of course, she's now looking into um, connectivity and whether or not she'll really be able to do it. But we're, our fingers are crossed that that will work out. Um, and then after that, we're hoping for a pub crawl in London with our, our correspondent there. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> And then we're, we're really open to ideas and suggestions. Um, a lot of it will depend on which of our correspondents want to jump on jump on this and, and get involved. Um, but we would love ideas from your listeners, too, if people have suggestions for um, what people could cover or, or specific locations that they want to um, hear more about and, and get a little flavor from. Please uh, leave some suggestions for us. Um, yeah, absolutely. That'd, that'd be great. So for anyone listening, you know, leave suggestions in the comments or, um, uh, could they uh, over Twitter, could a, a tweet at you or global post? What's the best way to do that too? Yeah, that would be great. They could tweet either to global post at global post is the handle or to myself. My handle is at Hannah Ingeber, H-A-N-N-A-I-N-G-B-E-R. Great, and and I'll I'll definitely be sure to link that too. Um, and uh, you know, you mentioned uh, connectivity, and um, you know, I think a lot of people uh, listening to this, and certainly it's been my experience, anyone who works internationally comes across you know issues like that. Uh, has has there been sort of any special way that you're you know accounting for connectivity issues or what sort of advice do you have for um you know people who are dealing with um uh people who are you know in sort of remote areas mm-hmm. well um one thing might be that they can't do it from their phone they have to wait until they're at a computer or at an internet cafe yeah. um i was reporting in myanmar in may and i wanted to be tweeting very badly, but I couldn't tweet from my phone there, even though I did have a cell phone while I was there, because Myanmar is just not set up for that. Mm-hmm. And so I would go home, I would go home and go back to the hotel and tweet a little bit from the hotel. Um, so you don't get the same kind of experience of the live tweeting, which of course um, is great because it's so immediate. But you can still upload some photos. You can still give some general tweets. Um, but with the exception of Myanmar and maybe a few places, the vast majority of the world is connected to, um, does have mobile connectivity, and therefore people can tweet. When I was in Nepal, I was checking through the hills of Nepal to visit um, some families while I was doing stories on child marriage. 
And I was shocked to realize that I could be tweeting while trekking into these mountains. Um, and that was great. You know, I could literally bring followers who are based in New York or India or anywhere around the world with me as I was walking along these mountains trying to find these families um, who still practice child marriage. Wow. Yeah, so it, it, that's it's interesting to kind of hear, you know, sometimes it might be better to, to just be at a computer and, and, you know, sometimes the cell phone, um, uh, you know, can be your best tool. Um, mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, I, like I say, I, I love the idea of the series. I know that um, I, I shared it on Twitter and it seems like it's gotten some great feedback and it sounds like they're very, uh, there's some interesting things coming up. Um, are, are there any other, um, I guess, uh, social, interesting social things that you plan on trying at Global Post? Um, what else? Well, uh, we've been getting a lot more involved with our YouTube videos. Uh, we have a project now called Dear Mr. President, where we're asking people to submit YouTube videos um, that are a quick video just telling either President Obama or President Romney what they want um, as the next administration. So that's one thing we're doing. Um, and, of course, then we're promoting that across different platforms. Um, and we're, we're always looking for ideas and, and thinking about more ways to be engaging with people. So, um, yeah, if anyone has suggestions for what they, they want to hear more of on Global Post or all year. Very, very cool. Well, thank you so much for your time, Hannah, and um, enjoy enjoy the cats and enjoy your weekend, or the kittens, okay. I should say. <laughs> well, thanks so much for having me on your show. Take care. Bye.